Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Iron and Soul Podcast. Oh, fucking God damn it. Hey, hey, welcome to another episode of the Iron Soul Podcast. I'm super excited to have on my buddy Alvin Perez Cruz. He may talk more than I do, but we'll see. <laughs> um, I'm really excited because he has a lot of um, really interesting stories and really interesting ways he goes about um I guess moving through life. So I'm pretty excited to have a conversation with him. Um, he has a master's in organizational leadership with an emphasis in healthcare. Welcome dude. What's up? Thanks for having me, man. man. This is fun. This is going to be awesome, man. I'm super excited. I've been looking forward to this all week. Yeah. Um, I had to get my coffee or whatever. This is my matcha drink here. I, I went with, um, last week I had on, um, Connor's lady and I was drinking, this out of just the little sip hole and I felt like it made a lot of noise like ice noise so I'm, I'm gonna uh, go with straw today we'll see makes no, I don't think really hear anything yeah so um Drury Day um here in Lawrence Kansas and um it's graduation weekend so it was really yesterday strange. was beautiful though I yeah. was down here yesterday um just having dinner we went to limestone just my girl nice. and I and it was beautiful it was nice and sunny and we knew this was going to happen today. Yeah. So we're like, we needed to take advantage. Does she know you're on the podcast today? She, she, I told her that I was coming on a podcast and she was like, what do you talk about? I said, I don't know. We'll figure it out. So we can't talk about all the other girls you have as well. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> just teasing. Just one. Just, just teasing. One. He just has one. Don't listen slam. to him, babe. Don't yeah, listen to him. So, um, wow. Where do we even begin? There's so many cool things. So. Did you grow up in Puerto Rico? Yeah, so I was uh, I I was born in Puerto Rico. I was born in in um, Mayaguez, Puerto Rico. Both my parents were born and raised in Puerto Rico. Never left the island. And then my father was in the military. So probably two years after, you know, when I was like two years old, we moved to Texas, and then and then that was it. And then the race was on. I have. Um, I was telling someone uh, about this. I recently retired from the Army in 2017. And before that, I had never lived in the same house longer than three years my entire life. No. Yeah. So I was born in Puerto Rico. And every three years after that, I moved to a different house for my first 38 years of my life. And this is my first year ever this year in 2021 that I've lived four years in one house. The house that I'm renting right now in Eudora is the first time in my entire life that I've lived in the same house for four years. Whoa. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's crazy. So have you ever owned a house? Have you guys ever lived in an owned house? No. My father, my, well, so we have a, my parents have a home in Puerto Rico, which is what we consider our home. Okay. And every time either my father got deployed or any time that, um, we were going to go to Puerto Rico. Um, that's where I always stay even to this day. Okay. So that's our home home, right? Um, our headquarters, if Your you know, right? But I've never owned a home. I've rented my entire life. Um, I've always rented. I'm still renting now. I'm, I don't plan on being in Kansas for, for that much longer. You got about four years. No. About five and five a half years. years. My yep. son, when my son turns, my son will be 13 in December. And then I told him I'd stay here until he was 18, 18, 19, you know, maybe six more years, probably. What if he um, says, I want to go to the University of Kansas and I want you to stay around here while I'm in college, dad? 
I don't know. I, I, you know, I thought about it. I don't think he wants to stay in Kansas because he's he's he likes the warm climate like myself. Right. I think he'll pick Florida or Texas or Arizona. Like he'll, he, I think he's mm. gonna pick somewhere warmer. Okay. Um, but I think at some point you have to, you know, like my responsibility to him is make sure he's good until he's eighteen, man. I mean, he's an adult after that. I gotta live my life too, you know, mm-hmm. and um. And so I retired from the army and specifically moved to Kansas to be closer to him. And I had no family here, no house, no job, no nothing. I retired from the army, packed my shit and moved over here. From where where did you retire from? Uh, Frederick, Maryland. Holy shit. Frederick, Maryland was my last duty assignment. And I decided I'm done with the military. I did 20 years on the dot. Um, and then, uh, and I just took a total leap of faith. I didn't, I, like I said, I didn't even have a job or a place to live or nothing. I lived with his grandfather for like three or four months until I found a place, the, the place in Eudora. His, his, your in-law grandfather. Uh-huh. Yeah. Crazy. So how, because he's 11, right? He's, uh, he's 12. 12. He'll be 13 in December. So had you ever been to Kansas? Before? Yeah. So when, mm-hmm. I'd been coming on and off to, to Kansas um since since he was born so 2008 i've been coming here to pick him up to see him to you know i i I get along really well with his mom and so and his his mom's family and so you know i just uh i've been coming here ever since but really for no more than a week or two at a time sometimes four days just to just to see him and then go right back to work because the whole time i was in the army the whole time so so when he was born i was in germany and then after that, I was in Seattle. And then after that, I got deployed to Haiti and Iraq. And then after that, I was in Korea for two and a half years. And then my last duty assignment was Frederick, Maryland. So that whole time that I was moving around to all those places, mm-hmm. he was here. Okay. So back up a little bit. Where did you settle for high school? I went to three different high schools in four years. So I went to ninth and 10th grade in El Paso, Texas. The, okay. the school was called Austin High School. 2,000 students mm-hmm. in this high school, big, big high school. Then my 10th grade year, my dad got deployed to Korea, um, Korea. So then we did one year in Puerto Rico. And okay. it was like a Department of Defense, military school, very, very um, close-knit, very intimate, 100 people in the whole high school. Mm-hmm. Um and that was it. Ninth, tenth, eleventh, twelfth, a hundred people only, hundred students. And then, so that was a great year. And then I moved my senior year to Georgia. So I had to move my senior year of high school. No shit. To Georgia, Fort Stewart, Georgia, where my dad was stationed. And then I moved again the following year to go to University of Texas. So I moved four times in four years. So when you went to Texas, was that just to go to Texas to go to school and no family there? No family. I went to University of Texas at El Paso. I got accepted there my first year of college, and then moved there. Um, and then I only did a semester and then I joined the army. What made you decide to join the army other than the heavily influenced by your dad? But I mean, yeah, I joined the army to spite my parents. I said this, I gave this story, my, uh, my retirement during my retirement, my parents were in the audience, obviously. Um, and I gave this, this long speech and I told everybody that I joined the military despite my parents because they were going through a divorce at the time when I was 18 and I was just mad. I was mad at life and mad at everything. I had a 4.0 GPA. I was in pre-engineering, academic scholarship. Mm-hmm. Everything was paid for. No and, shit. And to spite them, I joined the military. 
Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. it work? Did it, were they like oh, they were up pit- super upset? Yeah, my dad was so upset. My mom, my mom, my mom was too because they felt like I was like throwing my life away. Um, but I figured it was like I just didn't want to stay at the house and I didn't want to deal with all that. I was really kind of running away from life. Right. Kind of. Were you the youngest? I was the middle child. So, oh, so that affects it differently too. True middle child syndrome. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So feeling pulled. Yeah, yeah. 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 Always trying to like, always trying to like overachieve yep. to get attention. Yep. Cause you got the baby who's always Just been always the baby the, yeah. still now he's in his forties and he's still the baby. Yep. And then my oldest brother who's, who himself is an overachiever. He's a Colonel in the army mm-hmm. and, and he's always gotten, he's always been the big brother. Right. So the middle child always has that, that dynamic. It's a weird dynamic. And I don't think it's, it's even, um, it's even something you think about. I think it just happens for most middle childs. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. Cause, I mean, cause Otto will, will, will do this podcast and, uh, or edit it and he's the middle. I wonder what he'll think of like, yeah. That if he thinks like, Oh, I'm always overachieving to get the, I mean, it'll be interesting. I'd yeah. Love cause that. you're always begging for attention. Right. Cause you know, you, you, yeah. you feel probably unjustifiably so but you feel like you maybe you're not getting enough attention yeah probably why i talk so much (laughs) (laughs) i'm the baby and i still talk so much (laughs) um what so other than despite was it like did you have any interest in it at all or you're just like no man i i did junior rltc in high school probably only because my my dad kind of forced us to do it my oldest brother was in it I look up to my older brother, so whatever he was doing, I'm like, okay, I'll do it too. Um, but it was never anything I wanted to do. If you ask my parents today, do you think Alvin would have joined the army? They would have said, hell no. There's no way he was going to join the army. Mm-hmm. And I joined the army, so my first contract was six years. So I figured I was going to do six years and get out. Right. And and I, um, I wanted to go like hardcore, like infantry, like ranger school airborne all that my dad was like hell no like if you're (laughs) gonna join the military which obviously you're going to then let's find you a good job and Mm -hmm. so i signed up um for a position called biomedical equipment repair fixing medical equipment which is what my bachelor's is in biomedical electronics Mm -hmm. and so you go to like this one year long school to learn how to fix medical equipment so my first year in the army i didn't hardly do like real army stuff i was like in school for a year doing Whoa. that then i went to airborne school because i wanted right. to do that who doesn't want to jump, right? out, of airplanes, jump right? out of airplanes that was stupid and so <laughs> and so I don't i don't want to do it now but i did <laughs> at 18 that's what i wanted to do mm-hmm. and then you know five years later i end up being like in italy and then and then a long story and then i got married then i got divorced and it was nuts and so just two three years at a time and before you know it 20 years later i'm retiring from the army when, did your bro, was your brother already in at that point or my oldest brother joined the army when he was 17 oh, he, shit. my parents signed off on it he was a, a, um between his junior and senior year of high school he went to basic training and then uh, finished like, then finished you know, his finished his senior year and the very next day they shipped him off to to be active duty basically Whoa. or reserves i think at the time but took to go to his school so he'd been in he's been in the army since he was 17 so yeah he was he was already in the army um, and then I think when I joined, so we, no, he was in the army since he was 17 doing reserves. When I joined the army active duty, he went back to school to become an officer. Okay. Okay. So he was like, 
finishing up school to to become an officer. So he was doing real ROTC. Okay. So yeah. you join, you're doing, you're going along, and then do they approach you at some point to be an officer? No. No, they usually don't. They You'll have mentors that will, like, push you. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, maybe you should put an officer packet in or something. But really, when it comes to, like, your career in the military, it's very much on you. Like, mm-hmm. you have to seek it. Like, you right. have to want this. You have to want that. And you'll have people that will help you. But no one's really going to say, you know, we want you to be an officer. You're going to, you know, it's very rare. I, okay. I had good mentors that helped me out, but I didn't become an officer until until eight years later. I I, w- I came in as a private. Right. I came in as a private, and then I I put I submitted an officer packet to go to ROTC, like my oldest brother. Again, mm-hmm. some I'm following my oldest right. brother's footsteps, and I got denied. Okay. So so the very next day after they denied my officer packet. You, the way that you used to get assignments is they would send you a letter in the mail, like a purse gram in the mail that would say, uh, okay. you're going here. Okay. It was pre-internet, pre- like email. 97, 98, mm-hmm. not necessarily pre-internet, but the internet. They everything was it effectively. Everything wasn't automated the way it right. is now. Right. Now everything's online. You're mm-hmm. checking and you're and your right. your military records are online. Back then, everything was still paper. Mm-hmm. So I, I got a letter in the mail the very next day after they told me I wasn't getting Italy or that I wasn't getting an officer, and, and they told me, you're going to Italy. So that was amazing. Right, okay. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm not going to become an officer, but I'm going to Italy. Mm-hmm. That's great. Right. And so that was like my – that was like my – um my Benef- consolation prize. Consolation prize, yeah. Yeah, it was, was to go to Italy. And then years later – I be like eight years later is when probably six years after that is when I became an officer. Okay. And then did you have to, you put in the packet and then they're like, okay, you're going to be an officer. But then do you, you just, do you have to go to school? Like, yeah, there's a few ways you can become an officer. You can, um, everyone has to go to like officer candidate school, right? which is like basic training, but like a gentleman's basic training, mm-hmm. like everyone graduates. You got to be a real idiot to not graduate officer school. Like, um, um, cause they want you to graduate officer school. It's right. not like basic training right. was a lot harder, but this was more like mind games. Mm-hmm. They just want, and, and more professional, a lot more right. professional. Okay. So 95% of the people that join officer school will graduate officer okay. school and then and then a few few months after that i was what's called a warrant officer okay so like all of our helicopter pilots are warrant officers uh, okay. and then if you're specialized in one field you can become a warrant officer my field was was what i do now which is like hospital administration okay. medical operations biomedical logistics so just the medical arena only okay so that's what I did for the last 12 years in the Army. Okay. When did you decide in that in that period that you needed to get your master's degree? <laughs> I didn't get my bachelor's or my master's until I was like 35, like my last few years in the Army. Mm-hmm. And and this this kind of transitions into, into what we had previously discussed about writing down these goals. Right. There's something in the army that they teach you called a career map and your career map. You're supposed to map 
map your career from your first year until at least your 20th year because that's when you retire. Okay. But you could keep going on further. Some people stay in the military 30 years or more. Right. Even if your plan is to get out in four, you still map your 20? You should map your 20. Okay. You should map everything, right? Okay. And when you do a career map, it's more than just mapping what you want to do. You put your children on this map. How old are they going to be when you're trying to hit these goals? Mm -hmm. You know, for instance, I want maybe I want to finish my my bachelor's and my son's going to be 17 or 18 years old. I'm not going to be able to move because he's going to be a junior or a senior in high school that year. So now you're making decisions based on what what's going on in your family's life, right. too, not just what's mm -hmm. going on in your life. And I think a lot of people don't maybe consider everything that's going on in your life when they're making decisions. The career map focuses you, focuses you and forces you to to see everything that's going on in your mm -hmm. life on one sheet of paper. Wow. And so on this career map, um, I did. I I put on there that I was retiring at twenty. Okay. Nothing was gonna deviate me from retiring at twenty, especially because I had my son now and I wanted to spend time with him. I knew if I stayed any longer than twenty, I was doing it um, self selfishly. Okay. Right. So so the career map is a um, what do we call that a a. Uh... A moving document or a living document, so it can change as you as you. Yeah, you should changes. you should always you should always assess your career map throughout the year to okay. see where is that. Now, my career map, I had mapped when I decided to finally make it. I was probably I had been taking college courses since I was eighteen, but I never finished my degree. I had right. an associate's degree for like the first twelve or fourteen years in the army, and then I put on my career map. I actually wrote it down. And I said, I'm going to graduate from my bachelor's on this year. And immediately following, 18 months later, I'm going to finish my master's. I didn't have a school. I didn't know what degree I was going to do. Mm -hmm. I just put it down on paper. And so I didn't get my bachelor's until I was like 33. And I think I got my master's at 35, like like literally like 18 mm -hmm. months later. And then I retired at 38. Like I was Whoa. just like, yeah. So I retired at 38 from the army, but I needed on my career map, it was something that I was going to do before I retired because I knew I, now I was going to become a civilian. Right. And so now I'm like, shit, I need, I need to get my degree if I want to have like a good paying job. You know, mm -hmm. I can't just go into the civilian world at 38 years old with an associate's degree and try to do something. Right. Yep. Because all the experience that you gain in the military is great, but it doesn't look good on a resume. Like, just an experience with no piece of paper right or or a bunch of different experiences that don't don't really correlate yeah. they don't translate well yeah. into like the civilian side so i needed i needed to get that bachelor's and that master's in order to do what i'm doing now so what led you to the organizational leadership like what was that like what sparked that as opposed to an mba or yeah. or something like that um convenience because in the military um, you don't get most of the time, you don't necessarily get to choose where you want to live. Okay. And so, and so it was one of the few programs that, that was hybrid. I could do part of it online. Mm -hmm. I was still working 40 hours plus as an army officer. Mm -hmm. And then I was, and then I was completing my master's at night, you know, through university of Texas at El Paso, even okay. though I was in Frederick, Maryland. Oh, uh, okay. And so, and so you had to do some classes online, some classes face to face 
and then you and then you had to do a you know your 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 capstone thesis project mm -hmm. you didn't have to do it in person because they pretty much everyone who was in this program was military so they understood the lifestyle uh, okay. they were like okay. so it was really just out of convenience so you when know. you say you're in person classes, does that mean like Skype or you did whatever? some some Skype and then sometimes I had to fly out there like oh really once, like once a semester and then do, do like, like an eight hour class like, on a like a one day yep yeah. and then just do like eight hours straight yep. and that would be like you know like eight weeks yep. worth of classes or something yeah like yeah that. yeah that yeah. makes sense okay yeah. um so you re so that was convenience but you really also were into kind of that leadership yeah so leadership in the military is pretty much like what you do since you're like a baby private like right. they groom you to to become a leader mm -hmm. lots of leadership classes you know leadership philosophies not just you know yelling at people and telling them what to do but also you know how to motivate people to get things done you mm -hmm. know properly the way i treat you to motivate you is going to be different than the way i I treat to motivate someone else to get the same mission done. Right. Exactly. And yep. so, and so a lot of people just don't understand this. So that's what the organizational leadership or any kind of leadership degree just teaches you the, there's great leaders out there that have never studied leadership. Right. Mm -hmm. Like they were just born yep. to be leaders, but, yep. and then, and then, you know, to supplement that sometimes you, you know, you need to read the books and right. you need to know the philosophies and you need to understand the psychology of how to motivate people to do things. Mm -hmm. Some people want to get yelled at and get kicked in the ass. Some people, they don't. You yell at someone and that's not going to work. They shut down and yeah. the opposite or quit. Yeah. And so, you know, you have to be able to respond, you know, and not overreact to like every little thing, mm -hmm. which is what I always did. Right. Like uh -huh. I'm an overachiever. Like let's just get this shit done now. Mm -hmm. And so that doesn't work with everybody. No. Right. You know, um, is there, is there, is there a significant like style of leadership that you that you use or have used or like books that you like over yeah. others? Yeah, I mean, there's a there's um there's a really interesting book um that I was um encouraged to read called the um uh The Allure of the Toxic Leader. Okay. And The Allure of the Toxic Leader, we have a lot of toxic leaders and in, in in life, in politics, mm -hmm. in the army. Um, and it was the old school leadership. Right. Yelling, kicking, screaming, you're going to do it, you know. And you have to know, you have to know what that looks like in order to not do it. Right. My leadership style is is one, two of them. One of them is called charismatic leadership. Mm -hmm. Not everyone has yeah. it, right? So charismatic yep, leadership yep. is just exactly what it says like yep. you can you can motivate people through your charisma mm -hmm. and through your and through your experiences and and just kind of getting people mm -hmm. to do things doesn't work well for everything so there's a bunch of them transformational leadership mm -hmm. genuine leadership servant leadership is mostly yep. what i do now because i work at the va hospital right. so servant leadership is very important because it's really just putting everyone else first right you know and then and then focusing on on getting things done, not necessarily because it makes you look good. Right. You know? Yep. Like you're you're really the the last reason why mm -hmm. that's being done. So there's a bunch of different styles. I think the best type of leader will will um will adapt 
and mm-hmm. change on the situation. Sometimes charisma works. Sometimes servant leadership works. Right. Sometimes you got to tell people just this is what we're doing. Just do the thing that I asked you to do. Yeah. Please. I'm not asking you to, you know, question it. Just do it, dude. Just do it. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. please. Please right. and thank Throw you please with, in there. with the fucking cherry on top. <laughs> is it, do is the it. thing. So, but if you try to do just, that's the one great thing that I've learned through the military and every, is you, you can't just stick to your guns. Those are the worst leaders. They're right. like, this is how I'm going to be all the time. I'm going to dig my heels in here. Ah, man, it doesn't gonna, work, No, dude. it doesn't. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Okay. Um, like I said before we started, um, I went to hot yoga. Yeah. I drank a fuckload of water. Go do so it. So now I got to piss. Go. All, all right. right. We'll Bye. break. <laughs> Ooh, much better. Um, so we were chatting the other day, and you brought up something that I was really, really fascinated about because I don't – do it the way you do it, but I um, think about things, manifest things, set intentions, yeah. have goals. But you were talking early on, kind of this this um, career map, but you started writing down goals yeah, that you sure. wanted to achieve. When did you start? Other than the this map, career map, is it life map, whatever yeah, it career was, map. career map, when did you start writing down the things that you wanted to like actually accomplish within a certain amount of time, shit like that? Yeah. So that was something that my mom taught me. Okay. So my mom was always writing things like list. She always had all these lists. And so my mom was, um, while my father was in the army, my mom pretty much did everything. Okay. Like she was, she was the, um, the organizer she was taking care of the kids to go to school she was handling stuff at home she was the one paying the bills she did it all my dad just went to work okay right came home everything was taken care of and so i would always ask my mom like why do you have all these lists and she's like well it's the only way i can organize all my thoughts and make sure that everything gets done is i always have to have these lists so she so i remember always her doing this and then once you become like once I joined the army, it was very difficult for me to balance my life because you have your personal life, mm-hmm. everything going on in your personal life. Then you have your army life, which is the things that you have to do specifically that are army related, but not job related. Just in general, in the army, you want to get promoted to a diff to oh, a new I rank. See what you're saying. Okay. Uh, in general, in the army, you have to go to a shooting range and qualify. In general, in the army, you're going to go to the field and do these field training exercises. And then you have your job. Like your job is this year might be I'm fixing medical equipment. Then next year, my job in the army is that I'm a supervisor. And then the year after that, I'm in a combat support hospital. So the job is different from being in the army, which is different from being in your personal life. Okay. So I started making three lists. I started making a list for my personal goals that I want to accomplish that aren't army related. But what was there something that like triggered you to start doing that? Because it was it was you couldn't balance stuff, or was it that you're just like this is what I'm going to do? I have terrible memory. Okay. And so. Um, and so I have, and I have too many thoughts in my head. And so the only way for me to like, uh, the way I always, the way I always kind of think about it is once I put it on paper, it becomes concrete. Okay. It's, it's no longer a thought. Uh, Okay. Right. When you have thoughts in your head and you don't write them down, there's, there's, there's doubt. Right. 
Yep, for sure. Right? When you write it down, you can plan it like a career map mm-hmm. or or you can plan it and you can get as specific as you want. It also holds you accountable because now that you wrote it down, other people can see it, you can see it. It holds you accountable to like doing that thing that you wrote down, no matter how insignificant it may be. Like, right. for instance, I got to do my taxes. I They're due tomorrow. They are due tomorrow. Yeah, I haven't done them. I did not write it down this year to do my taxes. Oh, shit. And it and I I thought about that the other day when we were having this conversation about me writing things down. It wasn't something that I wrote down as something that needed to be accomplished, so I didn't do it. Interesting. Yeah, and so I find myself, and I don't know if it's causation or I don't know if it's just manifestation, but when I write it down, it happens. Okay. And I think maybe it's because you're focusing your energy on something and you're seeing it every day, mm-hmm. right? Versus if you just have a thought today, that thought might go away tomorrow. And then you forget. And then for yeah. me, I'm definitely going to forget about it. Yeah. So then, and then it might come back again three weeks from now. But now three weeks have passed where you didn't do anything with that thought. But the minute I write it down, Every day I look at this list, every day, every day, every day, and I go, oh, man, I got to do this. I got to scratch it off my list. For me, it's like it's like that's that's how I feel accomplished okay. is to, like, to scratch it off the list, like I'm getting things done. Okay. The last thing I want to do is just, is just go through life. Okay. And like you're just going through the motions. I speak to a lot of people. I have a... I've um I've had employees that were in their 50s and 60s that I'm supervising that that are in the same place that they were 20 years ago, right? Like same exact place. They haven't they haven't had any new experiences, they haven't progressed, and I'm not saying everybody's got to be Elon Musk, right? Mm-hmm. Like not everyone's going to be able to do fantastic stuff right. like that. But for you to be in the same exact place that you were 20 years ago where there's no tangible growth, I think is just a waste of time. And I never want to be that person. So I'm always writing goals, even if it seems insignificant to someone else. It's a goal. It's something that I can say, I did this in 2021. Okay. So rewind back to when you started doing the three different ones yeah and i still do those three okay so, even to this so let's day. talk about the ones that you did started earlier and then we'll move to the ones that you do now yeah so starting earlier um i had a i was a private and i had a, a supervisor um a phenomenal supervisor who's um by the way retiring in a couple of weeks so i still talk to him after 20 plus years and he texted me and he's like i'm retiring you know i, I want you to be there and and so he's he's one of the main reasons why I'm where I'm at now. Okay. Great leader. But I also had a really shitty leader. And I was like, I can do what he does. Mm-hmm. So how do I need to get there? So then my friend says, well, you got to become a sergeant. I said, great. Let's write it down. I'm going to become a sergeant. I wrote it down. I'm going to become a sergeant. Well, in order to become a sergeant, you you have to max your your shooting range qualifications. You have to max your education points to get points because you get points for Mm -hmm. all these things. You got to max your physical fitness tests. So then I start writing those goals. Great. 
how do I max my physical fitness test? How do I max my, max my qualification? And when you start writing all these things down, you start checking them off. Boom, boom, boom. Before you know it, I get promoted to sergeant. Now I don't have to listen to this dude who's obviously incompetent because he's no longer in charge of me anymore. That's awesome. Because he's still an E5. And then I became an E5. Then I became an E6. Then I became an E7. The guy was still an E5 the whole time. So he was still a junior grade sergeant. And then I'm getting promoted because I'm looking going, what's next? Mm -hmm. I'm here. Let's write it down. Let's make these lists. What do I need to do to get to the next level? And I think the list, I don't know if it's, it focuses me. It's probably that it's probably that it helps me focus to accomplish whatever it is that I write on this list. Okay. So in the, in the army, when you have your three, three lives, right? So your non army life, right? You're like in the evening or whatever. Yeah. Your personal life, personal life. That's how you said your personal life. Then you have your like things you have to qualify for, which are army related, non-specific to your job. job. And then, so how did you like, how, what was your personal life? Like in like writing that list down That's or those a whole goals. new podcast right there. So. <laughs> <laughs> Cause that must've um, been really hard. Yeah. Your personal life, you're never truly in control of like your life, mm-hmm. right? Like the army pretty much manages your life for the most part. They tell mm-hmm. you what to do when to do it. I mean, I can remember there was a time when I was a, a private in Fort Bragg where I couldn't go to the movie theaters unless I told the army, essentially the supervisor, you had to go downstairs and sign out and say, I'm going to the movie theater because you were on this thing called a one hour recall. So if you get a, at the time I had a pager, right? People, I don't know if people are going (laughs) to know what pagers are anymore. No, but yeah, but the pager, the page, they would, if you didn't have a cell phone, cell phones were just coming out. This was like 98, 98, 98 99 cell phones were like now just starting to come Mm -hmm. out i don't know if you remember back then if they called you it would use your minutes up oh no no if they called you it was okay it wasn't using your minutes but if you called someone it would use you up your minutes you only had like 200 minutes for the whole month or something or 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 it was like and if you did and then there was like astronomical like eight dollars a minute or something (laughs) for every minute after 200 so if you had a pager you can leave Mm-hmm. You can leave the area um, and they would just page you. Right. And, and then and then you would go find a cell phone, uh, a, a pay phone, a, a pay phone. <laughs> you would go find a pay phone and call them back. So I can remember going to the movie theater and I got paged and we had to leave the movie because they're like, you're not. So you're not really in control of your life the whole mm-hmm. time that you're in the in the military. But you you try to. Right. So mm-hmm. personal life was hectic. Here's the other thing. You don't know when you're leaving. Mm-hmm. I get to Fort Bragg in February, March of 98. And I was gone by Jan- by December, Jan- December 2019, January 2020. I was already gone. Mm-hmm. 2000, 2020. Or 2000, 2000, 2001. 2000, whatever. yeah, 2000. Um, so, yeah, it was right before, right before the Y2K. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Crash. Yeah, yeah, right before Y2K. So, yeah, so you don't know. You don't mm-hmm. know when you're leaving. So that's why I see you're not really in charge of your life. Right. Like, you know, if you decide today that you're going to leave, 
you could just pack your shit and leave. It's not like that in the military. You right. might you might stay in the same place for four years. You might stay in the same place for eighteen months, right? And you get orders to go somewhere else. And then, from what I understand, you know, like your orders will tell you where you're going to go, but you do have time in between getting your orders and leaving. Most of they the time. try to give you, they try to maximize that time. I can tell you, I came back from Iraq in like September. And I had orders that told me I needed to be in Korea January 4th. Oh, shit. So, so that was pretty quick. I had like three months yep. to like get my affairs in order and pack my shit and I'm going to Korea. And then sometimes you'll get it a year out. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, they'll say, hey, uh, June of 2021 or June of 2022, we want you here. And okay. you're like, okay, like you have a year. But it's very rare. Usually they give you six months is probably like good notice. Right. But I've, yeah, I've had, I've had orders that came down in three months. I said, wow. you're, you're leaving in three months. Wow. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. So that's why I say your, your personal life is, 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 um, is spontaneous mm-hmm. probably. Oh, that's a good I think, way of phrasing I think, it. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of, living life in the moment kind mm-hmm. of deal you know probably why soldiers are kind of like known to be a little bit crazy yeah but you just never know and i didn't have you know i didn't have a super dangerous job i wasn't like you know a door gunner or an infantry guy and so i'm not saying that my life was so dangerous that i was living on the edge i'm just saying that you just don't know what tomorrow's gonna you know happen so you just kind of live for lack of a better word where your personal personal life goals a little simpler a little easier to like yeah get a, to, to accomplish, accomplish i guess would yeah be- i would say i would say i probably didn't have personal i didn't have deep thought personal goals my goals were always military driven okay my hardcore goals were always military driven i'm going to be an officer i'm going to I'm going to graduate airborne school. I'm going to earn the expert field medical badge. They were always very related to the military, which was my identity at the time. I didn't have a personal identity. I wasn't Alvin. I was always Sergeant Perez, Mm -hmm. Chief Perez, Private Perez. It was always, you know, there was, there was, there wasn't a lot of Alvin. It was okay. mostly military. So I, you know, that's a good question. I never really thought about it. I, I, th- I don't know if I had big personal goals, not until I became an officer and I knew I was retiring. Okay. That's when I decided, oh shit, I need to finish my bachelor's. I need to finish my master's. I need to get my project management, you know, you know. So you started thinking of, at that point, started thinking about after military, which then brought in more personal shit. Yeah. Okay. The personal stuff was more like, you need to pay your rent. Like, you <laughs> right. know, you, like, don't forget, you know, don't forget to wash the car. Like, don't right. forget, you know, um, stuff like that. That had nothing to do with the military, but you still, you know, you're still living this this life outside mm-hmm. of the army that you got to, like, keep track of, you mm-hmm. know? So I think, yeah, that's a good question. I don't think I don't think I focused on real, you know, quote unquote, real personal goals. You know, I didn't have aspirations of being married or having children or owning a home or I didn't have any of those. Not until not until I became not until I was older and decided I was leaving the military. But 
you had a kid. Not on purpose. Right. <laughs> but you had one. So that go- did that goal get moved forward? Yes. Tiago saved my life. He's the reason why I decided to get out of the military. If I wouldn't have had Tiago, I wouldn't have stayed. I wouldn't have gotten out of the military. You'd be in there right now. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Because that's all I focused on. It was just military life, you know, like pursuing personal goals for myself. Once you have a child, as you know, oh, yeah. things things become, you know, a lot more focused. Now you're thinking about this other life. Now you're thinking about, you know, how do I provide for him? Right. Yeah. Did that shift the, the moment that you found out you were going to ha- be a father or did it shift once you saw him? No, it was instant for me. It was it was um as soon as soon as I knew I was gonna be a father, I started thinking about the what ifs. Okay. Like, you know, like what do I need to do now? Like, you know, how do I provide? How, you know, as a matter of fact, I I opened up a five two nine account like that same year. You know, like the, like the the month he was born. As soon as we had a name, like. That month, I opened up a 529 account for him to go to college. I transferred my GI Bill. You can transfer your GI Bill. My degrees were paid for by the military while I was on active duty. So I because still have, you did it at night, right? Because I did it at night and, and on, on my time. Right. So the four years of college of my GI Bill, I still have it. Like I, it's, I hadn't used it. Mm-hmm. I transferred all four years to him. So his four years of college are paid for under the GI bill. So That's I started, amazing. yeah, I started doing all, I started thinking about all those things. It was never, after that, it was no more about Alvin. I didn't okay. care if I got promoted again. I was like, I'm getting out anyways. I don't care. Okay. Oh, that's, in- that's an interesting, like, okay, I'm getting out to be with this kid at some point. Yeah. I don't give a fuck if I move to the next thing or whatever. It's they offered about me this. a promotion. They yeah, were, I remember you saying they t- offered me a promotion to stay in the army. My brother was a colonel, a lieutenant colonel, major lieutenant colonel at the time. My general called his general to talk to Alex and have Alex convince me to stay in the military. And he's like, "Look, dude, if Alvin makes up his mind, there ain't shit I can tell him. He's, <laughs> he's retiring. He's retiring. He's retired." And then they offered me Kansas because they knew I was moving to Kansas. Mm-hmm. My my retirement ceremony that day, they offered me Kansas. They said, what if we give you Kansas? Will you retire? I said, dude, I'm fucking having a retirement ceremony right today. <laughs> like, my parents flew in from Puerto Rico. Like, now you're going to tell me you're going to give me Kansas? Like, no, I'm done, man. I don't want to do this anymore. 20 years is a lot long time to years. do one thing, right? Or not, you do different sure. things, but, but, but it's really one thing. The army, one career, right? yeah. yeah. I mean, 20 years was a long time. Yeah. I always put it in this perspective. Uh, Derek Jeter, you know, a well-known baseball player, played for the Yankees mm-hmm. since he was 18. Right. He retired at 20 years at 38. And this dude's <sighs> playing crazy. This dude's playing a sport for a career, and he's getting paid millions for it, something that I was, I was doing neither. And he, even at 20, decided, I don't want to do this anymore, dude. Like, it's 20 years. And so that's how I felt with the Army. The Army was great. I was an yeah. officer. I'm making six figures. I'm in charge. Yeah. At that point, the Army's really not that difficult at 20 mm-hmm. years. Mm-hmm. It was the first 10 or 15 years were hard. Not right. not your 20th year. Right. Right? But I just didn't want to do it anymore. I'm yeah. like, I, I don't want to do this, dude. I want to go do something else. I want to go do something else. See my kid. Hang on with my kid. For sure. For me, that was a big deal. So, yeah, going back to the original question, that's when things changed. That's when things changed 
on a personal level mm-hmm. and I started writing pers- real personal goals. So when you found out he she was pregnant or when you had him, you started writing those personal goals down? Probably probably when it became real, when it was mm-hmm. like like when he was born mm-hmm. and then, you know, you got to do a bunch of paperwork and uh, Adam yeah. as a dependent, mm-hmm. you know, under the military and, and you got to start doing like um, like um, co- co-parenting agreements right, and it's right. like oh shit like this is a real this is a real deal mm-hmm. thing happening here yeah. and then and then as time progressed i mean i was just always moving man it was like every 24 months i was moving somewhere else and i was missing so much about everything but at that point i couldn't just get out of the army right you had to you had to get, you had to make the sacrifice i mean i could have gotten out of the army i'm not saying that i i physically could have left and but but you leave everything on the table and all your benefits and right. everything when yep. you retire at 20 you know you get a pension for the rest of your life and you get benefits and my son gets benefits mm-hmm. and and we can use the military bases and so yeah. so for me i was at at a point of no return right i had i had already gone too far and you knew there is the even though it's and I and I see you with him. So I so I yeah. I know how you are as a father. Yeah. I in my mind and maybe it wasn't a conscious thought that you might have had, but in my mind it was like, okay, I've got to make this decision to stay, but I'll make up for that lost time because when I'm out, exactly. I'm out and I can devote all of that time to this kiddo. Yeah. On some level. Absolutely. And 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 you know, and I know I know that his mother wasn't happy about me staying in. A lot of people probably weren't either. And they were maybe looking at it as like, I wasn't, I wasn't as serious or devoting my time, but I I didn't really have a choice. Like I needed to stay in Mm -hmm. and finish that career so that I can do what you said. So I can focus now on just being just a, a, a great dad. And I mean, great dad and GI Bill. Yes, like exactly. He doesn't have to worry about. He doesn't have to worry about any of that. Yeah. He's got all his benefits. Yeah. I mean, he's the medical is all paid for. The GI bill is mm-hmm. paid for. It's a big sacrifice that I had to make. That no, you know, very few people will understand. Like, essentially, eight years later, you know, from yeah, because he was born when I was like 30, 31 mm-hmm. and I retired at 38. So it was like eight years of sacrificing, knowing that there was a goal. Yep. Like that's when I truly said, okay, 20, 20 mm-hmm. years and I'm out. Yep. You know, and then what's, what's great is that the scenario that happened Tuesday or Thursday, I can't remember what day it was. Uh-huh. We're all hanging out at the gym. Right. Thiago comes up to you and goes, I got slammed three times. Right. <laughs> Something else happened. And I was like, oh, do you like it? He's like, yeah. And then Alvin says, want ice cream? Yeah. And he's like, yep. <laughs> Off to ice cream. Yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. You get that's, to do that now, right? Yeah, that's like, our thing now. Like, it's just, I love spending time with him, man. It doesn't matter, like, on the weekends, mm-hmm. you know, like, the weekends that, that he's with me. It's just, like, they're, they're like, what did you do this weekend? I said, nothing, man. We played Fortnite and we watched movies and we ate ice cream and we hung out and we played soccer and I just hung out with my kid. Yeah, you know? that's fucking awesome. And so man. it's really cool that I get to do that now. He, I literally, I, I, um, I, I rented a place two streets away from his, from his house, from mm-hmm. where he lives with his mom on purpose just to make it convenient for everyone. And I, I, I drive 
you know, I drive 45 minutes every day to go to work because it's just convenient for me to live right. closer to him. So I inconvenience myself to drive all the way to Leavenworth, you know, every single day. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's why you retire. That's why you, yeah. at least for me, that, that was the reason why. I yeah. And then in, in, you know, in, in, even if something were to happen, right? Like you're taking care of the kids taking care of like, let's say you didn't have a job, right? Yeah. Like you could hang out with them and do, I mean, you could do, you'd be house dad for I all. I took a year off when I retired, when I retired in 2017, here's a crazy one for you. We're talking about writing things mm-hmm. down. I retired March 1st, 2017. And I wrote down, I'm going to take one year off 365 days. I am not going to have a real job. I'm just going to be, a dad. Mm-hmm. And so I would volunteer at the school. I was teaching Spanish at the elementary school with Tiago mm-hmm. and Tiago's school. And I was coaching everything. I was coaching basketball. I don't know shit about basketball. I was coaching <laughs> basketball and I'm coaching football and I'm just hanging out. And I, I was doing like Uber driver. Like I was Uber driving like during, <laughs> during the day while he was in school. And then I would pick him up every day, three 30, like every day, every mm-hmm. day I would, I was there for a whole year, March 1st to the day. March 1st, 2018, I got an interview with the VA to get a job. And they said no yes. shit. To the day. That's fucking crazy, bro. I wrote it down just like that. I said, I'm going to take 365 days. And March 1st to the day, the following year, I went in for an interview and they said yes. Wow. It's crazy. I'm That's telling you. Crazy, and dude. And every time that something like that happens, it validates me continuing to do mm-hmm. this ridiculous thing that other people see that go, why do you write everything down? I go, I don't know. Cause the shit works for me. Mm-hmm. It just works. So do you just, so let's talk about, cause I'm completely fascinated by it because I'm, yeah. st- I'm, I've always had these things in my head. I've always been a goal achiever. Right. But I've never written things down. Right. right? Never in that fashion. And then I just recently started, I hurt, been injured a few times and February 1st, I was like, I'm just going to keep a journal. Yeah. I'm just going to keep like a bullet journal, kind of just write some things down, how I'm feeling each day, how I slept and then kind of start adding some things as I go, as I get used to writing and, and making it a habit. Right. Yeah. I read a lot of books about habits and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, change in life and all that stuff. I just really into that shit. So in leadership, obviously. And, but what I'm find fascinating is like, how do you, how do you conceptualize it? How do you put it down? What, what do yeah. you decide as a, just a thought versus putting it down on paper? Yeah, no, that's interesting. I used to, when I first started, I would keep journals like you did and mm. I would write a page just mm-hmm. full of shit, like how I felt. Um, uh, you know, when I started doing rehab, my, my rehab, um, physician told me, you need to keep a journal with your weight and mm. your goals every day. Weigh yourself every day and then put what your goal weight is because I hurt my knee mm. the first time I had surgery on my knee. And then and then what's the goal? What is it that you want to do and when do you want to do it by? And I, and I wrote on there, I want to get to this weight and I want to be able to run the army. You have to run two miles and you have to do it in a standard time. Right. We're going to say like... 12 minutes is like a hundred percent, you know, max, you maxed your test two two miles in 12 minutes. And then 
like 1530 is like or 1630 depending on your age mm-hmm. and all that is like any any slower than 1630 you fail you know we're, i'm just coming up with numbers i right. don't know what they are okay. right now but it used to be like 12 minutes you would max it anything over like 17 minutes you'd fail mm-hmm. and so you write this down i'm gonna run two miles by this day and this time mm-hmm. and then and then it just became something that you're like you're achieving it every time and every time i would run i'm like fuck the first time i ran i think i ran like 18 minutes which is failing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was still in rehab, so it doesn't count like right. for the military. And then, and then like a month later I ran, it was like 1730. I'm like, okay, 1730. It's a little bit better. And then like a month later, like 17 minutes. All right. We're moving in the right mm-hmm. direction. And so I used to write the way you said these mm-hmm. journals. I don't do the journals anymore. Now I do more like bullet points. Okay. Now I just write, this is what I want done. Okay. And and so I don't write the whole journal thing, but it's different. Everyone everyone does it different. Do you, works. But what do you keep it in? And what do you what do you write in it each day? Do you bullet each day? No, I don't write in. I don't. I don't. I probably should, but I don't write it in it every day. I have um. So I used to have three notebooks, and they were <laughs> labeled personal, right? Army. Now I don't have an army one, but I have two journals. Now I have a personal one, and I have my work one. Okay. And so I try to separate the two all the time. Um, and the personal one, I write stupid shit on there. Like I didn't, I told you, I didn't write the taxes one. I should have, I should yeah. put it in there, but I did it. But I write, you know, pay the bill, you know, get this done, go on this website, you know, buy this thing that you wanted to buy. Okay. I write things like that. So just, almost list style. Just list style. Always but still list. something you may want or a goal. It may even have a bigger yes. piece to it, but it's still, some of it may still be like pay the bills. Right. And then now, yeah, for sure. I, for sure. Some of them are so ridiculous or like, you know, wash your car. Right. Um, and some of them are big, like um, finish your doctorate. Mm-hmm. That one's on there. And the, every year, in December, in January, after the year's over, anything that I didn't accomplish goes on the next year's list. Okay, so you just so push it. I always just yeah. So you're so you just don't like not do it. You okay. you just hey, all right, still on the list. It doesn't come off the list. Okay, you know. So shit, I can feel another piss coming on. Damn it. Um, let's talk about your doctorate a little bit. So have you started that or? Yeah, hours for that, and this what? one's gonna be this one's gonna be in hospital administration. Okay. Yeah, University of Arizona. Okay, so when did you start? Three years ago, but I wasn't serious about it. Okay. Um, okay, let's talk about that for a second. Yeah, because you wrote it down, though, I did, right? I did write so it. So there's down. some level of seriousness to it because if it goes in your on your thing, yeah, you know. It it's going to happen. It has to get done. It has to get done. So there is a level of seriousness to it. There is a level of seriousness to it, but then, you know, um, life gets in the way, right? right? And priorities take over. And so at the time, it was more important for me to find a new job. I had a job at the Kansas City VA, which is in Missouri, mm-hmm. in Kansas City, Missouri, but I'm living in Kansas. So I'm getting taxed four times. I'm getting mm-hmm. taxed federal Kansas, Missouri, and Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yep. And so I had to focus then on like finding a job in Kansas, which mm-hmm. which is what I have now. So now it's just federal in Kansas. No Kansas City, no Missouri, which is nice. Um, things like that, like, you know, just priorities just right. change. And like you start kind of focusing a little bit more energy on other things. And then, 
And then my, it was funny you asked, my mom asked me the other day, she's like, you know, I would have thought that you'd be done with your doctorate by now. And I'm oh like, and I'm like, what does that mean? And she's like, well, you're always in school. You enjoy school. Like, why haven't you finished it? And I go, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know why I haven't finished it. I just haven't made it a priority. But I think at some point I'm going to have to just decide just to do it. So do you take a class here and there? Yeah, I take out. I just take a class whenever one's available. And my master's degree, I was so focused on it. Like I knew 18 months, like I was taking, you know, two classes a semester at night studying, working eight hours, nine hours, Mm -hmm. 10 hours a day, and then studying another six, seven hours every night. Like (sighs) it was ridiculous, dude. I remember my brother telling me like, Dude, like there's more to life. And I'm like, yeah, I get it, man. But for the next 18 months, this is it. Like I was so focused on it. No going out at night. No nothing. Just focus on like, but it's because I needed to do it before I retired. Right. Like I had a deadline. I'm like, I need to do this before I get out. Right. And I was retiring soon. I think right now the the challenge for me is that there's no urgency to finish my doctorate. Like. So what if I finish it today or if I finish it in five years? Right. right. Do so you I, have like a plan like before? Before Thiago age 50. Gra- before you're 50. Okay. So definitely before, right about when Tiago yeah. graduates. So grad, yeah, Tiago graduates at, I'll be 48. Okay. When he's 18. Okay. So 48, yeah, 48 going on 49 when he's 18. So, so right around the same time frame. So essentially I need to get on, I need to get off my ass and just finish it before I leave Kansas. Right. Cause you want to go wherever you want to go and, and then go. just do it. But really I'm just doing it just as an accomplishment. It's very selfish. Like there's no real reason why I, like, I don't need it for my job. I don't, I'm but not going to, you could, but you would do a, a bigger job with that one. You know, I don't know. I don't have those aspirations anymore. I don't necessarily want to be. I don't want to be a hospital. Everyone tells me, oh, you know, one day you might be a director of the hospital. And I'm like, I don't know if that's what I want to do, bro. Like, it's interesting because I want you to think about this for a second. Yeah. I'm going to have to go piss again. I got to go piss too. So. <laughs> um, I don't think some of the things that you fall into yeah. that you're really good at. Right. Do you plan on doing those things? Right. Like I think some of the things that you write down, you you accomplish. Yeah. But then you fall into these roles and these leadership things because people think you're good at it. Right. And you're and you're good at it. Yeah. But and it's then you and then you kinda but, like it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, so right, right. And sometimes I do things that I'm that are, like right now that I'm really good at what I'm doing at the VA, but it's not necessarily something that I want to do for the you know, right. for the next 10 years. Right. Let's figure yeah. that out when right. we get back. Let's take a break. <coughs> so we're, before we took our piss break, we were talking about um, kind of how you, I, I, this is my, obviously my words, like you kind of fall into these things, right? Yeah. And so you didn't know what you were going to do. Then you're at the VA and then you just push the mic. It's falling there. out of the, just push it. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, you, you get the job at the VA and then you decide you want to stay in Can- you want to move over into Kansas right. as far as work and then you fall in this really great job right well yeah it's a good job good boss it's a great job my boss is phenomenal i got a great staff mm-hmm. i don't know if this is what i want to do and they know this this isn't a secret this isn't something that if they heard they'll, you know they'll be shocked to hear i even told my boss I'm like, I don't know if this is necessarily something that I want to do forever. It's stressful, dude. Working in a VA hospital, 
working in any hospital is a stressful job. And did you get more employees when you moved over to this one? Or yeah, what? on this one's a supervisory position. So I, I directly supervise 13 people. And then I manage, I don't know, 15 departments with... 200 people 160 people something like that that's a lot of that's a lot of people it's a lot of responsibility yep. it's a big budget like you know millions and millions of dollars worth of budget and equipment and supplies mm -hmm. and people and personalities and, and then and then just the va mission the medical mission itself is is always stressful right it's, it's a stressful job i just don't want that stress in my life anymore yeah so i'm good at it i'm really good at it but it's not something that i want to do yeah, my buddy, he um, wasn't a military, but he's a th uh, therapist, and he worked works for the VA. Yeah. And um, pretty, what, like a G13? Yeah, GS13. GS13. Yeah, pretty high. I'm an 11. Uh, he, yeah, may be a le he may be 11 or 12, but was thinking about being the 13 or yeah. something like that, yeah, yeah. right? That next big the, thing. The next and then he was like, this year, it's like, it's been fucked there. He's like, I'm quitting. <laughs> I'm He's like, I'm going to just go to private practice. I'm at a point where I just, I don't know, man. I, you know, when you said, when you were asking about like, like reaching goals and mm -hmm. finishing it and I just don't have that, you know, I'm ambitious. Yeah. I'm, I, I used to be overly ambitious, okay. right? Like I wanted more i was never happy i'm i'm very content with where i'm at like i i try to live in the present like, that was a question i was going to ask you as we move farther down the thing because yeah. you because when you set goals like like we do and, yeah. and you do it's sometimes it's it's a lot of future thinking yes but if you do it mindfully you're doing all that work in the present to get to the to that future thing yeah, as long as you're not obsessed with it, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with people. They get obsessed with that what if. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm obsessed with becoming a doctor. I'm obsessed mm -hmm. with becoming a GS-13. Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with, you know, building my my wealth and my growth. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think you can get into traps. I'm not obsessed with it. I can care less. I mean, if it happens, great. But if it doesn't, I'm not, I don't feel lesser of a person because I don't achieve a goal. I, I don't achieve some of the goals that I put down for the year. I don't achieve them. But do they, has there ever been a goal that you put down that's not been achieved? No. Okay. <laughs> so there's something there. there. There's there's something about the obsession or the need to, to do the thing, right? I think it's the, again, I think it goes back to the focus. Okay. Once I write it down, it becomes something that I focus on. You know what? I haven't wrote down purple belt yet, but I think I'm going to. Okay. I, I'm a little bit, I'm a little bit more, I, it's something I never thought about it. It was something that I was like, eh, you know, I never thought I'd be even this far into it. I joined jujitsu because I have this rule where every year before the, 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 the week of my birthday, I, I do something that I've never done before. Okay. So tell me when's your birthday and my birthday is April 4th. So okay. just passed. Okay. And so this year I bought a bicycle and I, that I haven't had a bike since I was a child. Mm -hmm. And so I went out and bought this really nice hybrid bike and, and I picked up cycling. So I've been doing that. I'm actually going to go on a one hour ride in a little bit okay. you know, today. Okay. And so, um, the year, four years ago when I retired from the army, I had never done martial arts before and, and I, and some, I don't even know how I, 
I don't even know how I picked jujitsu out of everything. My oldest brother is a black belt in karate, Shotokan karate and judo, I think. He's a black belt. But he's not a jujitsu practitioner. I don't even know how I picked up jujitsu. Like, I just this. Okay. I just said, I, I, I Googled martial arts or something and, and Rivers Jiu Jitsu came up. And at the time, it used to be where Walmart is at, right? Way right. on the other side of town. Mm -hmm. And I just signed up. And then I met Matt and Heidi, and they were military before. And we just had chemistry and it clicked. And then I stuck with it and I love it now. Mm -hmm. But the purple belt thing is not something that I've ever written down. And Did I you think, write blue belt down? Or was it just Jiu Jitsu? Um, no, I, the, it was just Jiu Jitsu. Okay. Uh, the blue belt, you know, I probably got it late. Like it was over two years by the time mm -hmm. I got it. It wasn't something I even focused on. But, but now I'm I'm feeling a little bit more focused when I see like, you know, it's cool because you see other people move up and yeah. learn. And if you don't do it, you know, you're just gonna go in there and get your ass kicked every yep. every week. So has if, it been like this kind of new thought festering in your brain? after rehabbing your hip and seeing the, these promotions and being yeah. having to be away from it? Um, having to get away from it, definitely just as anything in life, I think it, um, it makes you appreciate it more. Mm -hmm. I more so than the physicality of jujitsu, I enjoy the camaraderie of our gym, right? Which is awesome. Mm -hmm. It's second to none. Mm -hmm. And I miss that a lot. I need that. I need the physicality stuff too because it helps me wind down at the end of the day mm -hmm. um, and it pushes me, you know, takes me out of the comfort zone. But the purple belt thing, recently I thought about it. I'm like, I should write that down. So I'm going to, I'm going to write that one down. Mm -hmm. You're, yeah. you're an interesting one when, when I, when I chat with you about certain things, cause, or even when Matt hassles you a little bit, yeah. like you don't, you're, you're only coming to the ones that you want to come to. Yeah. Right. Like it's not. And I think it's that camaraderie thing and you enjoy the thing, but it's not like, okay, I need to go these days because I'm doing jujitsu. No, for me, for me, um, the days that I go, I try to make it to as many classes as I can, but really again, here's the word we talked about before is balance. So I have Tiago on Tuesdays and Thursdays during the week. Mm -hmm. So Tuesdays and Thursdays, I don't want to take time away from him to do something for myself. Okay. So Tuesday, he has soccer. Thursday is his jiu-jitsu day. So that's the only reason why on Thursdays we always chat because your right. son goes to jiu-jitsu and yep. so does mine. And so um, I, I will never sign up for a class on Tuesday and Thursday as long as Tuesday and Thursday are the days that I have him because, because I focus my free time on 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 him whatever right. he wants to do so monday wednesdays and fridays are the only days that i can go to the gym now every other weekend friday saturday and sunday he stays with me so mm -hmm. then that friday is off the table and that saturday and that sunday is off the table because again i don't want to spend an hour selfishly going to jujitsu class which i love because it takes an hour away from him mm -hmm. he's at an age you know in a year or two when he's 14 15 not gonna want to hang out with me all day anyways right so then then it won't be an issue but right now at 12 he wants to hang out with dad i'm not gonna take an hour away for me to go to the gym when he wants to hang out with me to do other right. stuff you know yeah, that's pretty special though right yeah like, so it's really cool i yeah. I, I appreciate that because i know that it's not always gonna be there yes yeah you know? there's gonna yep. be a point where he's not gonna want to hang out with me right so that's why yeah you're right so mondays and wednesdays are usually the days that i i try to make Yo, it oh, mondays okay. and wednesdays yeah okay yeah and i think 
for me, why I didn't see you as much is because before you got hurt or got surgery, yeah, I got surgery. I wasn't as obsessed in going as much, uh, so I right. was only going during the day. Oh yes, that's right. So, and I never do day classes. Yeah, and then I turned it up before I had surgery. Right. And now, and so so the follow up question for you, the, the sim- same question. Mm. So did you appreciate it more after the surgery? Was it something that you were like, man, like I really missed this? Or, oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. For you said a word earlier about balance. Yes, balance for me is very important. I have zero balance. <laughs> is that right? Yeah, I don't. Um, <laughs> I don't do well. Like it just isn't. I've 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 tried it. Yeah. And then I don't do what I want to do. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh, I need to balance, and and then I then I then I slip, like and things just slip, and I just don't. Yeah. I'm either obsessed and I do it full tilt. Right. Or I'm or I'm or I'm gonna fuck it up. Yeah. No. A lot of people, you know, a, a lot of people have that issue. You know, I have an alarm. That goes off every single day at work. <laughs> I love to get to the listeners. It goes this one. off. It go, my, I'm supposed to leave work at 4 p.m. So my alarm goes off every day at 3:55, and it says "Go home" with it. an exclamation mark, and it plays the Mario Brother theme song. So now everyone in my job, there's 13 of us plus uh, 13 people, then myself, and then my boss. So 15 people in the office area. And they all hear the song, and they all start packing their shit now. Like, they know it's time to go, too. Good for them. Yeah. And I force them out. I'm like, hey, guys, we got to go. Like, I don't – go do something. Go. Right. Like, it's time to go. And they, they hear it. My boss will say, hey, has Mario Brothers gone off yet? And I go, yeah, it just went off right and now, he's, sir. he's an old school guy. Yeah, right? yeah, but, yeah. But cool, but. Real cool, old school guy, older gentleman. He's a he's a doctor. Mm-hmm. He's great. He's phenomenal. I really like him a lot. Um, And, yeah, he knows. I, I don't work late. Like, I'll work late. I have a computer, the mm-hmm. government computer and mm-hmm. passwords and everything. So I can I can check my emails. But I can do all that from the house. Right. I can do that after Tiago goes to sleep at 8.30, 9 o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I got extra time. I'll, 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 I'll sometimes do that, but not at work. 3.55, right. it says go home. I start packing my shit. It's time to go home. Right. And so that's the balance that I have that I used to not have. I used uh, to stay at work all day. Mm-hmm. 7 or 8 p.m., I'm still at work working. Yeah. You know, and just constant, just constant all the time. Yeah, maybe I had a little bit of balance when I worked for somebody else. Yeah. Right. And that, it's harder when you work for yourself. Yeah. Because, and I'm, and I, and I only work as much as I want to work for sure. Um, so, so if I only want to work 20 hours a week, I'm only going to work 20 hours. Right. That's because I want to do 10 hours of 10 classes of jujitsu a week. Exactly. And Which is dope and, that you have yeah. that, you know, that, so that option. But, uh, but for me, balance is important. And then that's why I say everything for me is about balance. Tuesdays and Thursdays, mm-hmm. Tiago time. You know, Mondays and Wednesdays, Alvin time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, that's when I schedule my time to go to jujitsu. Right. Like that, I need that. I need the, I need the camaraderie. I need the physicality. I need, I need some. I need to go to the gym. Like, I need that. Mm-hmm. Um, um, three fifty-five personal time. Like, it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. I, you know, seven o'clock in the morning. 
I know I have to be at work. Like I'm at work every single day. I could telework some days, but I don't. I'm always physically at work. So for me, it's always about having those guidelines, those that balance where if I'm at work for eight hours, I'm working. If I'm not at work, you know, it's personal. Well, and time. it sounds like those like hard lines, I'll call them hard lines as, yeah. as my language, is probably the influence of the military. I think hard so. line here, hard line here. Yeah. Some gray in the middle. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and but I've I found that I need it. Mm-hmm. I need those hard lines because if I don't force myself to leave at 355, I won't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz cuz you'll fall into similar to what I do you get obsessed or you just keep yeah. working and doing like the thing. Like there's always work to yeah. do. Yeah. I could I could live I could work every day for 18 hours and still not get everything accomplished. Right. Like there's never going to be a day where I come to work and I kick my feet on the desk and go, I don't have shit to do today. Like that's not going to, in the hospital, that's never going to happen. Right. The hospital setting, there's always something going on. There's always something to do. So you just work your ass off for eight hours and go home, do it all over again tomorrow. You know? So if you write this purple belt thing down, it'll happen, right? It'll happen. Why don't you do, why would be this other, why would this, of all the things that you do, this is interesting to me. Yeah. You do lots of interesting shit. Yeah. But jujitsu and I are, and you and I are, yeah. are what's one of the in common things. You only wrote it down to start. And then now you're thinking about purple. I think about like what jujitsu is and, yeah. and how it, what it does for people's lives that you would have more goals within jujitsu that you would have written down. I think, you know, there's, I, I don't know enough about jujitsu to, to, to be able to answer that, but I've heard like Matt and Heidi and Trevor and some of the other guys talk about like that blue belt, that blue belt kind of drop off Mm -hmm. where people get really excited about jujitsu for the first couple of years and they get their blue belt and then they kind of just like, okay, like I made it and I'm good. And Mm -hmm. and then they just quit. Right. Right. And, and I don't want to say that I'm just going through the motions, but I was, I'm, I don't have aspirations of being a world champion or I don't, I, I go to the tournaments and if I get first place, that's great. And if I get third place, I'm okay with that too. And if I don't place at all, it's fine. I don't have that fire where I'm like, mm-hmm. I have to beat this guy. Right. I tap, I tap out to white belts all the time. I don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit, man. Like, it doesn't, I, there's, it doesn't really bother me. There's not like this mm-hmm. ego thing that I used to have when I was 20, 43. I'm like, mm-hmm. just because I tapped you doesn't make me a <laughs> like less significant person. Right. But I think now that I know it's probably something that I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. For as long as I can physically do it, whether mm-hmm. it's in the fifties or not, you know, we got people that are in their fifties that are kicking ass, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I know this is something that you can do well into your fifties. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that I think about it and I go, okay, like purple belt is tangible. It's something that, that can be done, but then I want to do tournaments though. So I'm like, okay, I want to, I want to do at least two tournaments this year, mm-hmm. you know, so I'm going to write that down. And once I write that down, then it becomes factual. Now I got to pick two tournaments. Are you going to go to so, Vegas with us? Yeah, I think I am. I think uh, Matt was talking to me about it. He's like, you got to come, dude. So, dude, it's going to be. So that's going to be pretty epic. Yeah. You know? I'm just going to be the, the the baby white belt at the little white belt tournament oh the one God, day. It's and... going to be so much fun, dude. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I haven't gone to any. All my all my tournaments have been pretty local. Yeah. Um. The furthest I've gone is uh, Kansas City, St. Joe's. I did one, and then here at um, um, Topeka. Okay. The the Sunflower Games one. But I haven't gone to like Wichita, or Oklahoma, or Chicago. Oh. I haven't done any of those. Is that something that you just kind of want to turn up a little bit, or? I don't know. I don't think so. I think again, if I do the uh, Vegas one or one of the other ones. It's probably more for camaraderie purposes. <laughs> right. Like I want to hang out with you yeah. guys because they've always invited me to go to the Dallas one. Mm-hmm. They go to every year. Right. And I think Oklahoma. And again, it's just depending on the weekend, you know, I either can't go or I didn't make it a priority mm-hmm. to go. Um, but maybe if I write it down, then it becomes okay, a priority. You need to write purple belt down and Vegas. 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 If I do any tournament this year, it's going to be the Vegas one. Yeah. Yeah, and now that I've spoken it out loud, it has I to know, be done. right? Everybody yeah. remember, you have to fucking hassle <laughs> Alvin now. Yeah, now it has to be done. It's interesting, too, to, to even hear you talk a little bit. Like, I think you have these, like, bigger goals and dreams, but, like, just saying I want my purple belt, right? There's no brown belt or black belt in that conversation when you say that. No, not right? yet. You could have your black belt. You said, oh, I'm only 43. You could potentially have your black belt by the time you're 50. Yeah, yeah, and you, you could, you could absolutely. I mean, I've seen people go from from white belt to purple belt or brown belt, and you know, less than ten years easily. Yeah, right. Yep. I just don't know. Again, it's not something. Maybe you said the word obsessed. I'm not mm. obsessed with anything. Nothing. No, my son. Yeah, I think that I would say that would be your thing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'm obsessed with him. I want to make sure that he's good. I would be a good provider, good dad. But yeah. other than that, I'm not obsessed with nothing, dude. I could quit my VA job tomorrow. It wouldn't bother me. Yeah. yeah. So then what, what, where's the drive? What's the, what's the fire? What's the thing that, that you're passionate about then? 20- other than, I mean, Thiago, we know. We yeah. know that you're yeah, passionate yeah. about being a dad. Yeah. What else is there to be passionate about? Retirement, baby. But there's, but that's, that's just a gigantic word. I know. It's, I, I don't. I mean, you're retired now, really, on one, in one career. 20 years, man. 20 years it was drive. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say 18 because the last two years I probably dialed it, dialed it right. in the last two years that I was in the Army. But at that point I knew I wasn't going to be a career soldier anymore. Right. I got an older brother who's who just um, – Alex who's um, just got selected for full bird colonel. So he's going to be a colonel. But he's obsessed with wanting to be a general. Like he's going to – like okay. this is what – like that's – it drives him. Like everything he does is like – I'm going to be a colonel. I'm going to be a general. Like, it's something that I have no doubt. If that's what he says he's going to do, he's going to do it. Huh, I don't have anything like that. Like, I could care less, dude. I'm just, I think, <laughs> I think I used to be that way, but I'm not that way about anything now. Do you, okay. Here's an interesting thought. Are you, are you more obsessed about experiences? Um, For sure. I love to travel and I love to, I love to, the experiences for me is definitely a big thing. Like, like the, the, the one year thing where every year mm-hmm. I, I want to do something that I've never done before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know what I'm obsessed with? I'm obsessed with, uh, I'm obsessed with, uh, going through the motions. I don't want to live life just going through the motions. We spoke about mm-hmm. this earlier, right? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be like in 20 years. What'd you do in 20 years? What'd you do? Like, what'd you do different? And some people can't answer that. Right. They've lived in Kansas their whole lives, mm-hmm. never left Kansas, had the same job, had the same 
lived in the same town, did the same thing for 20 years, and that's okay for them. That's not what I want to be. That's not what I'm about. So I want to do the experiences is a big deal, but I'm not, I'm not focused, like obsessed with this is this one thing. Not that the I have one to do. thing, but you're obsessed with not being something. Yes, that's a big deal. Right? Yeah, that's kind of true. I guess I don't want to be just another dude. Right. You want to make sure that you have you've lived your best life. Oh yeah, I um I was I was talking to my girlfriend about this 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 weekend is that I feel like you know this is a short life dude yeah like you know if you're lucky you make it to your 70s yeah right so that's not a long time and so people work until they're 70 and then they die and I'm like and so and then what did they like what did they do like what did they live for so I I think I live a lot in the present like mm -hmm. we talked about this I like to plan for the future but I, I like to enjoy my life today so that's why i think i'm not too obsessed with like focusing on trying to only do this one thing because then life passes you by right and, then, and i think also too maybe there's this influence of the military that you don't want anymore right there's the there's the influence of the military that you really enjoy these things these lines things like that yeah. but they controlled your life for so long yeah. But now you just want to be like, well, if I want to do this tomorrow, then I'm going to do this tomorrow. That's right. I, yeah, that's funny you say that. I don't want to be identified as a soldier. Like, I didn't want to. It's It was such a big part of my life for 20 mm -hmm. years. Like you said, it was a long time to have something be part of your life. But I don't want to be defined as that. Right. I don't right. want to be defined as, oh, that, that guy was just a soldier and that was it. Mm -hmm. So I think, um, yeah, there's probably a little bit of that. You know, I haven't really sat down and thought about it too much. Maybe I should, but, but I think there's probably a little bit of that. I just don't want, I don't know. I, here's the thing. When I find something that maybe I'm obsessed with, it's going to happen. Right. Right. So then it becomes, the thing, it becomes right? one of those things that like, this is going to happen. Yeah. And, and you're the way you obsess about something may not be the way I obsess about right. something. Right. You may have a little more balance with for, for lack of a better word, balance yeah. with your obsession. Yes. But still obsessed. Like still obsessed. Like you're still going to do it, yeah. but not, but not negate everything else that's going on in your right. life. Not right. ignore all the other cool things that are happening in life. Right. Right. Um, few things what other than the camaraderie camaraderie because i know that yeah. that's one of the major what else kept you in jujitsu like because you could have been like okay i'm gonna do this and do it for a year and then you know i like about it i um so civilian life is boring so being in the military the one cool thing about one of the cool things about being in the military is that it's always exciting they're always pushing you mm -hmm. they're always pushing you to do something more okay right oh you know you should do this you should maybe you should go to airborne school maybe you should become an officer maybe not they're always throwing little nuggets in your in your mind in mm -hmm. your and they're always pushing you to um you know we say it all the time in jujitsu right to be comfortable being uncomfortable mm -hmm. right and i think that's what i like about jujitsu is that you're a blue belt and then you're getting your ass kicked and then all of a sudden you become a purple belt guess what now you're getting your ass kicked again like mm -hmm. you're starting all over. Right. Right. Because there's a bunch of purple belts that are really, really good, about to be brown belts, but they're still purple belts. And then all of a sudden you're doing that for two or three years and then you become a brown belt. Guess what? Now you're getting your ass kicked again. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're never quite 
good enough, mm-hmm. right? Like that's really cool. Like, you know, the other day Trevor taught something that we hadn't done like in four years. Like it was we like I've been coming for four years and this is like a brand new thing that he's never shown us before. Right. And so I was like, this is so cool, man. Like it's never it's never boring. Ah, uh, okay. It's never boring. And that's why you. I said when I said civilian life was boring, I meant it. I retired from the army and that year that I took off, I was bored out of my mind, but I knew I wanted to take a year off. But I was like, this sucks, dude. Like you wake up, people go to work or they go to school and then they come home and it's groundhog day, dude. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't have jujitsu, my day would be groundhog day. I wake up, Go to the VA for eight hours, taking care of other people, mm. and then I come home, yeah, and, and then wake up the next day, do it again, and people yeah. do this all day. Yeah, oh, but when man, you go to yeah. jujitsu, it's exciting, it's yeah. fun, it's different. Yeah, you 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 might be the hammer that day, or you might be the nail. Fuck, so true. Right? Mainly, I'm the nail. Ma- but- <laughs> <laughs> Mainly, I'm the me, nail. Me too. But it's fun. It's different. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. It's not boring at all. You're never going to be bored in there ever. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably. I love the people there. That gym is special, but I really like the fact that I'm never bored. And maybe that's your obsession to never be bored. That is my obsession, probably. Yeah. I'll never be to never be bored. That's probably why I like to do that. Like I said, every year I want to pick something new. That I've never done before. One year I went whitewater rafting. I had no ambition to go whitewater rafting. I saw it. It was in it was in Virginia, mm-hmm. and they just happened to have a whitewater rafting trip the week of my birthday. And I'm like, well, shit, I've never done this before. Let's sign up. And I signed up, and we went, and we did it. Do I've you and never done it since? <laughs> do you and Thiago do like vacations together? Do you like yeah. choose something and go do something. What do you guys usually do? Yeah, we. Um, I mean, we've gone to a bunch of places. We were actually gonna take. Um, so Thiago's never ridden the train, and so last year, right before COVID, we had planned on taking the train from Kansas City to Chicago. Oh, that's a great trip. Spend four days in Chicago and then come back. Um, and we're still going to do it. So we're probably going to do it this year. Um, cause now things are opening up. Matter of fact, I was just looking at the Chicago Amtrak's right before, um, oh, nice. I came yeah. out here, but we've gone to Puerto Rico together. Yeah. We've been to Disney world a bunch of times together. Like we do a lot of cool trips like that together. Okay, so that's something you guys, you, do you plan it or do you guys sit down and talk like, what do you want to do this year? Um, usually like he told me he wanted to go to Puerto Rico um, last year I went in January by myself mm-hmm. and I couldn't take him, um, December, January. And so then he's like, well, I want to go for spring break then. I'm like, okay, we'll go. And so we went for spring break right before uh, COVID. Oh, okay. As a matter so of fact, COVID, COVID happened like while we were in Puerto Rico, uh, like right. the COVID shutdown mm-hmm. where everything shut down. That's when spring break here, remember yeah. all the oh, kids, yeah. they stopped going to school. Yep. So we were in Puerto Rico and that happened. And then this year we haven't had a chance to do any trips this year but we're going um, we're either gonna do we were gonna go to puerto rico but now they're shut down again are they really yeah they got like curfew and you have to have a covid exam like the week of or you get a 300 dollars fine if you don't come there with a covid mm. exam i think we're gonna bypass it and maybe do something in florida this year okay definitely the chicago trip is something that we're gonna 
Man, I love. Yeah. We used to take the train a lot as a kid, so I love I, that. Yeah. I haven't done it out of here, and then yeah. you, you can just park the car at Union Station yeah. and yeah. then take the train. And yep. so we're gonna do that and spend a few days in Chicago and yep. and come back. That'll be fun. Do you like the museum and the aquarium? And yeah. All stuff? yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything like that, he's yeah. down for. Oh, he's that shit's awesome. He just likes to do different stuff too. Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, that's Let's funny see. you say that. So maybe that is my obsession: not to be bored with life. Mm-hmm. Life is boring, dude, if you let it be boring. Oh, yeah. Like, you just get into the grind of, mm-hmm. you know, you were talking about it earlier, like not having balance, and you're just working your ass off. Americans in general are very focused on job, like their careers. Like, oh, their I careers know. are so important. I lived in South Korea, and in South Korea, they have, you know, the East, obviously, Eastern philosophy is different from Western mm-hmm. philosophy. And they're very obsessed with a lot of things education's one of mm-hmm. them but um living in italy and in germany and in south korea you can see how everyone's culture is different germany and it- italy especially they're very and tomaso will tell you it's very life like yeah. it's all about life a lot of the guys that went on that on that um uh trip to to do jiu-jitsu and judo in italy found mm-hmm. out it's very like ah domani. Like we'll, right. we'll do it tomorrow. You know, it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's let's enjoy life today. They shut down in the middle of the day for reposal for a siesta. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool. You know, let's have balance. And then in South Korea, very Buddhist kind of mentality where living in the present is more important than living than living in the future or like looking ahead. And so probably a lot of that had influence in like the way that i think now where i try not to like focus so much about work yeah it's it's really interesting i I think we are for some reason we've created this culture of like grind yeah grind grind grind. and i'm not saying it's not important to work hard and do things that you love and passionate about something but like doing this thing every day for somebody else and just the people that fucking sit in their cubicles and hate their fucking life. Hate their jobs. Hate their jobs and their life because if that's where they spend the majority of the time. Think about those fuckers. I know. Excuse me. Those <laughs> those people that take the, the train for two hours into New York. Oh, yeah. Work all day long. Take the, and then the, take the train back home. It's a 12, 13, 14 hour day. Yeah. Working for someone else. I just and they hate their lives. I don't understand that. Like, I don't understand that process. Yeah. Little, like wake up at 4 a.m. to then get on this thing and then you don't get home till 9 o'clock to then go to bed to wake up. It's but such it's, a strange... But it's why, the, it's why the balance and the boundaries are so important. It's why 355 Mario Alarm is so important to have that says, go home, dude. Go home. Go home. Like, what are you going to do? Why are you, keep, why are you here? Why are you still here at 4 p.m., at 5 p.m., at 6 p.m.? You know, and I got to drive another 45 minutes to get home also. Right. So it's another reason why it says 345 go home. Like I don't get home until 445 by the time I'm home, yeah. you know. Is it closer or farther than your old job? It is time-wise, it is about the same, but distance-wise, it's closer. Okay. The problem is I take I-70 to like K7, uh, and then it's just like, a two road lane with a bunch of stoplights. And it takes me uh, like, by the time I get from my house to K seven, I could do that like in 15 or 20 minutes. But then the rest of the leg is like another 25 
right. minutes or that, something. That too. into Leavenworth is that into Leavenworth. It's just a lot yeah. of stop and go. Yeah. Whereas Kansas City was all highway. Yeah. So I could drive ninety five miles an hour and get there in you know less in like half an hour or something. Yeah. Thirty. 32 minutes i think i made it one time so where is your mom living now my mom lives in puerto rico most of my family lives in puerto rico my brother lives in puerto rico my grandparents on my father's side on my mother's side they passed away both of them but on my father's side they live in puerto rico my aunts and uncles and cousins live in puerto rico my dad lives in the baltimore area okay um why is he living the of all the places uh, he had a job he had a government job in virginia um, so he lives in the Bethesda area, which is like Maryland, Virginia, mm-hmm. D.C., like that mm-hmm. that hub. They call it the DMV, D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Ah, okay. The DMV. Um, he he had a government job there, and then he just stayed there. I, was, I actually spoke to him this morning, and I asked him, "I'm like, you, you gonna go to? Are you gonna retire and go to Florida? He's already retired. Are you gonna move to Florida?" He's like, "Nah, I don't think so. I think we're just gonna stay here for a little a little while." He likes, uh, cause he, that was one of the reasons why you thought about Florida because your dad was going to. Yeah, he wanted to move down there, but he was like, no, nah, they're crazy down there. He, they, he just told me this morning, he's like, they're fucking crazy in Florida. I don't know if I want to. Things need to settle down a little bit before we go uh, to Florida. Yeah, which, you know, they'll settle down. I think they everybody's going to chill out. Right. Everybody just needs to fucking relax. Dude. Fucking relax. Um, Kansas City just lifted the order for the mask. Mm-hmm. And then here. Oh my god! People are still chilling, but they're making a like they make a big deal about wearing them, you know, in the buildings and stuff. Obviously, but yep. it, it'll it'll relax. It'll relax. Yeah, I think each individual business will start like relaxing a little bit. Yeah, and you know the cops aren't fucking coming to their no. You know, like yeah, everybody just needs to chill just now. Chill. But walking outside now. You, I don't see people making a big deal about walking with your mask on while Not you're as much, just yeah. walking now because now the rules have changed. I think you can be outside without it. And well, fine. I mean, they couldn't. They couldn't really say anything. They couldn't really tell you to wear it outside anyway. Like that was never the order, but people took the it's like, just a lot of pressure. Yeah, the social pressure was to, yeah, to wear it outside yeah. if you couldn't social distance. Right. Right, yeah. and we don't even it's, know what the fuck that means. Right? I know so, they don't. They, so. The CDC now just said that if you're, um, if you've been immunized, we talked about this. If you've been immunized, they say you don't have to social distance. You don't have to wear a mask. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? How do we, like? And I, how do we know? How do we? <laughs> right, like I'm. How I don't do give know? a fuck what people do. Right, yeah. like get the vaccine or don't get the vaccine. Yeah. But my life isn't going to be about asking you if you have it or not. No, I don't right? care if you have it or not. But, and it's like you can't ask no. and people it's a, either. it's a scarlet letter like you have to <laughs> you have to walk around you have to walk around yeah. and say you you are or you aren't because if you ask for me yeah. it's a hip issue yeah i don't have to tell you my <laughs> medical shit i don't know dude i think it'll be fine but yeah going back to it puerto rico now is kind of shut down a little bit mm-hmm. but that's where my family lives now yeah so will you when it opens back up and you're in thiago you know gets 18 we start spending more time back in puerto rico you think i don't know i i enjoy going to puerto rico like for vacations and Mm -hmm. stuff i wouldn't want to live there it's 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 a rat race there's it's the the island is a hundred a hundred square miles by 33 square miles i think it is so it's a little island there's four million people on that little island is it, so it's packed. Oh yeah, there's like not enough jobs and okay. not enough, 
resources and so it's just it's 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 hard i i go there on vacation because it's fun because i'm just going there for a vacation hanging out at my mom's house and going to the beach but i wouldn't want to live there is it a fun place to vacation like for, i like, love take it. a family like if yeah. we were to go would that be a cool place to go oh yeah you you i mean they have the uh el junque rainforest which is the um the largest tropical rainforest in the united states and so they have this zip line that goes like 90 miles an hour or something. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the longest, almost over a mile long zip line. Mm-hmm. One of the longest in the world, maybe the second or something okay. like that. And they have the bioluminescent bay. I'm sure Trevor trips out on uh, this. There's yeah, only yeah, like yeah, yeah. five in the world. I think three of them are in Puerto Rico. Okay. Um, they had the Arecibo Observatory. That big satellite just collapsed oh, this shit, last that's year. Right. It was so old. Yeah, but it was supposed to be one of the largest in the whole world. Okay. Allegedly, they speak to aliens from that. From, oh, from allegedly. That. <laughs> aliens. I have a good time every time I go, man. The beaches are phenomenal. You don't need a passport. You just get on the plane and go. Uh, the tickets from, from Kansas City to San Juan round trip were $350. I just paid no for shit. this last time in December, January. So they're dirt cheap. And so, um, sort of like resort sh- shit there to, well, yeah, there? I always stay at my mom's house. Well, yeah, so. you get to, I'm talking about for me, buddy. Oh yeah. Tons yeah, hotels, okay. resorts, Airbnb, yeah. like you'll, yeah, there's okay. everyone speaks, you know, half the people speak English, use American dollars. It's a cool place to visit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. going to go. Yeah. There's tons Take of stuff to do, there. man. Yeah. We're going to spend more time on the beach. Oh, that's the best part. Yeah. Best part of the whole thing. There's a little Island called Vieques Island where the sea turtles go to like lay their eggs and everything. And it's like super crystal clear water oh, like shit. right off the coast of Puerto Rico. You could take a ferry out there every day and you can like stay out there and camp if that's what you want to do. Damn. Yeah. Jax would love that. He loves yeah. sea turtles. Yeah. So it's dope. Oh, okay. Things like that. Fuck yeah. We're going to, we're taking the boys to Alaska this summer. Oof. That'd be fun. I'm fucking excited about that. Yeah. Go yeah. see the orca whales and the orca all the whales other stuff. And the Denali and, Summers shit. when you want to go. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, you don't want to go there in the winter. Fuck no. <laughs> I lived there two summers. I wouldn't want to be there in the fucking winter. <laughs> Did you live there before? Yeah, two summers. Yeah, really. Yeah, backpacking and mountaineering and kayaking and all that shit. So I've never been up there. It's fucking amazing. Alaska. I love that state. It's so huge. Like yeah. it's like nothing. Like like for being part of the United States, right? Right. And you go up there and you're like Jesus. Christ. Yeah. And you think Texas is big, right? Like you think this is, is, yeah, it's bigger. Twice as big as Texas. That's fucking nuts. Yeah. It's nuts, man. It's really cool. Yeah. There's so much to do. Uh, You know, I was having this conversation with somebody about all the different places that I've been to. And I, so I've lived, I've I've visited Rome Mm -hmm. and Barcelona and Beijing and Tokyo. I've never been to Chicago. I've never been to Nashville. I've never been to St. Louis. I've never been to Niagara Falls, the Black Hills. I've never been to so many places here in the United States, but I've been to so many really cool places all over the world. So I wonder if so, it's like, like with the, the Chicago thing, maybe it's starting writing down some of those things. Yeah, so like, that's one of the reasons why we chose Chicago is because I've never been there. He wanted to take the train. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, dude, we should take the train from Kansas City to Chicago. I've never been to Chicago. That'd be dope. Yeah. like It's a lot of fun, man. Eat some deep dish pizza. Yeah. Just can't go now. Is it still negative twenty there today? <laughs> no, I'm just checking. I mean, it's June, June, like end of May, beginning of June. Yeah, you guys is, go- is hot, 
but not terrible. Yeah. No, you got to go. You got to go late spring. Yep. Summer time frame. Yep. Their winters are brutal, so I'm not. Yeah. I'm not hanging out there. Anymore. We went in October with Grant when he was like four, and it was that was nice. Like it was yeah. chilly, but still nice to walk around and do shit. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, so I want to do some of those things, you know, because because I haven't, you know, Alaska. That'd be really cool. I've never done that. The like, Black Hills are amazing too. My oldest brother went. He said he loved it. He liked doing that. I mean, I've been to I've been to Colorado, the Rockies. I lived mm-hmm. in Seattle. You know, I lived all over Texas. Like, there's a lot of places that I have visited, but Nashville, everyone tells me, is amazing. Oh, fucking Nashville's awesome. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've been to Nashville. But even fucking 20 years ago, it was amazing. Yeah. So, I don't, I, you know, I haven't done that. St. Louis, I mean, I'm not sure St. Louis. Is yeah, I, mean, I, I could go with, I mean, I've been to St. Louis. I'd do a day trip or yeah. a weekend trip or yeah. something there. But it's really like, you know, it's not that far. I've never been to St. Louis. Yeah. It's right there. Get up on, take 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 Thiago to the arch, go up to the top of the arch. Yeah. And there's other couple of cool little things there and then yeah. come home. So little things like that. Yeah. So I got to write those things down. Got to write that shit down, dude. I got to start writing again, man. All right, I so, got to start doing, you know, practicing what I preach. Yeah. So we're going to write purple belt down. We're going to write the purple Vegas. belt. The tournaments. Vegas is a big one. Vegas. You just I want to do two. I'm going to try to do two by the end of the year. Yep. I want to do two. So it'd be Vegas and one more. Yep. Maybe. I want Vegas to be the end. Yeah. On my end, because I think I'm going to, if I'm going to get my knee double checked one more time my other doctors my regular doctor said she didn't think there was anything wrong no. just sore and shit but um after so. i i get it after i had knee surgery on my left knee like i was babying that thing for years mm-hmm. like i would like oof like what if i trip like what if i re-injure it like yeah. it sucks you know so if i do a surgery be at the in december so i can still be under my deductible oh God. yeah 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 you definitely want to do that yeah you definitely do that. <laughs> and so then uh but i'll do i think i'll do two i'll probably do two or three two be, two'd be great i think yeah. i want to do that all right so we're gonna wrap it up but purple belt vegas hey everybody what i what i want you to get out of this is that shit can come true if you write it down, you manifest it, and you set in um, intentions every day. And um, Alvin is is a living example of doing that stuff. I'm a firm so, believer of it. I'm going to continue to always do it. And like you said, you asked me, have you ever written something down and it did not come true? And the answer is no. Every single thing that I've written down has come true. Yeah. And it's because I think you just focus your time and energy yeah. on it. You know, otherwise they're just thoughts in That's your right. head. You yeah. know. All right. All right, brother, man. I really appreciate you coming Thanks, on. Thanks, man. I awesome. appreciate it. This I'll is great. Again, Absolutely. Um, after you get your purple belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember everybody, perseverance through strength and vulnerability. Peace. All right.